0: Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Hamali and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition.
1: Breezeway is all about uncovering initiatives that are forever changing the guest experience. Breezeway's best-in-class property operations and messaging platform helps do just that by helping operators differentiate their brand and deliver more service to their clients. Breezeway's smart messaging tools makes it easy send welcome messages, resolve in-house issues, share status updates, and offer stay extensions and other services. Powering operations with messaging also enables automated text to notify guests when a property is ready for check-in, along with assigning work orders to your staff to second guests message in with a request. Combine the power of your operations with client communications and visit breezeway.io forward guest X to learn more. That's breezeway io forward slash guest x to learn more.
0: Good evening. We usually say morning, but we're we're doing this one late on a Sunday night. I am your co host Matthew Lonia here with my co host, Mister Guest Experience Brian Amawi. How you doing, pal?
1: I, I love it, Mister Guest Experience. Even though you are Mister Guest Experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Things are good. Things are good. I'm excited to uh, do this podcast with you tonight. I think it's a little bit unique uh, to what we've been doing in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, get you are my guest today.
1: No, you're my guest. We're going to take a playbook out of Disney here for a second.
0: That's right. Be my guest. I can't sing. Um, Please. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Be very, very careful. You stick a mic in front of me. So, uh, yes, we are actually so... We were doing a little bit of math. We've done 80 episodes since we started this journey. Now, that did include a couple of our big conferences last year. We went to Focusrite. We went to Vitor. We did some, some mini interviews there. But all in all, 80 interviews since last July 14th it is amazing.
1: Actually flown by, hasn't it? Because you know, I was uh we were on a call earlier and I was like, man, I think we've we've done like 40, 50 episodes. And uh after you finish doing the count, it has just completely gone out the window. We've doubled that. So the amount of content that we've actually put out, the amount of guests that have come through guest X, um, has exponentially been it's it's been much bigger than what I expected. Uh, and hopefully our, our listeners are, have started to gain some uh, interest in the podcast, but they're getting good information and they're getting some good content out of it. And they're they're really understanding the direction of the podcast as we start to dive into the next year.
0: Yeah. And you said it. we have had some amazing guests. I, I did not think that in the first, I guess what's it been, nine months, nine months that we would have gotten some of the guests that we've got, it's incredible.
1: It is incredible. I mean, some of the the guests have been from inside of the industry, we've had some of the top players in hospitality. um, And it's just the the quality of the guests, I think, is hopefully resonating with what we're trying to achieve. And it's inside of the industry and a little bit of outside of the industry and um, starting to bring in outside of the industry experts um, that can start to teach us how they do things well. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I think we've had, you know, Mark Levy, for example, um, he was somebody that is just a pioneer in our industry when it comes to, um, putting together things like the people department for Airbnb, um, and the way he envisions and envisioned that department to work. But having such an incredible background with, you know, the company's uh, Levi's or Gap, um, and taking that and applying it to our industry, so you know I'm a huge proponent, Matt, of bringing things in that work in other industries, studying them, and then figuring out how do we apply what's already working in those industries um, to what we do day by day. Um, you know how how if they if big companies are using it and the vacation rental industry or the hospitality industry hasn't applied that yet, what's the reasoning behind it? Is it just because bandwidth? Is it technology or is it just a mindset?
0: Yep, it's, it's been a little bit of a, of a journey. I've noticed here as of late to your point that we have, I wouldn't say targeted, but just the evolution of the show has been to get outside of even hospitality, to some extent, um, to try to get some answers, I think, to some of the questions that we have. I-, I will tell you, this: we've had some incredible vacation rental industry experts, to your point. I don't know, though, Brian, that I have been shocked by anything that I've heard within the industry. And... Maybe that's why we're starting to try to expand out to try to bring in some expertise outside of the, the industry, just to give maybe give us some different perspective. Because I, I think again, I think I don't want to take away from we've had incredible guests and I've learned a lot. But I think it was it was kind of what I expected when you know if you're going to get a talk with some of the leaders in the vacation rental industry, I, I think. A lot of the answers and things I've heard were kind of what I was expecting. And I do think in order to really tackle this subject, we're gonna need to be shocked a little and hear about some things that some other industries are doing that are working so we can try to apply them. It's tough to understand and see your industry when when you're in it every
1: day. I agree with you. I think one of the things that I've learned throughout this whole entire experience is that we, you know, a lot of us think about guest experience and the the application of technology and that technology is always going to uh, resolve or or solve our issues with guest experience. Everybody wants to plug and play technology for almost every aspect of the vacation rental industry and, and forget it. One of the things that I have learned though, uh, across the board, and it doesn't matter how sophisticated the companies are, is the fact that we rely on people. Guest experience, it doesn't matter what company you work for, what industry you work for, guest experience doesn't actually work if you only apply technology. Um, superficially, yes. But you know, at the end of the day, human-driven initiatives are what actually drive guest experience. Now, that being said, we have had some guests and and maybe a little bit of, I don't know if it's a shocker, but the type of technology that they're developing, Jeff Katz, I mean, his episode when he came out and he started to talk about some of the initiatives that they were doing and they've spent the last four or five years putting together uh, his platform. But some of the technology he was talking about and the evolution of that technology and how we'll be able to use it, that to me was thinking more futuristic than where we are today. I don't know that vacation rentals are necessarily ready for the type of things that he's doing, but I think slowly we're gonna have to start to implement it. So if you take his technology and you talk to somebody like Dijon Rivers, and Dijon was all about his personas, right? His people. And DeJuan worked for the largest hospitality company in the world, probably the most famous, well-known company, which was Disney World. I don't think that anybody does guest experience or looks at guest experience the same way that Disney does. But at the end of the day, what DeJuan said to us was look, guys, we can implement as much technology in this industry as you want. But at the end of the day, it's all about the people that work for you. And and I think As I start to look back, implementing all of that is really what guest experience means. Um, So I don't know if a shock is exactly what we need, but I think listening to some of these experts and implementing bits and pieces uh, of what they're advising us to do, because they've implemented, they've spent a lot of time and money on it, is potentially all we need to do.
0: Yeah, you did say... We knew technology was going to be a popular topic within guest experience. I definitely did not see the number of interviews and the amount of time we have spent talking about people. It has certainly been right up there with technology. And some of the people, I think about West Melton, so some of the people who we didn't think we thought maybe all we were going to talk about was technology. Some of those interviews went very quickly to people and they stayed there for a lot of the show. So I I think you're right. I think that there's this false narrative out there that you are, uh, you're adding technology to eliminate that human factor. And, uh, you know, Steve Karen said it early on when we were real early still. In I think maybe maybe a couple months into the podcast, but he said that the the guest experience is a human driven. I think a human driven initiative. The technology just makes it look easy. Okay. And I thought that was one of my favorite quotes over the over our first eighty shows by by Steve Karen. A lot of knowledge right there.
1: There is a ton of knowledge. I mean, I admire Steve for for many, many reasons. He's been in this industry for a long time and seen a lot of change. So I agree with with that sentiment. Um, you know, I, I think we've had some pretty incredible guests inside and outside of the industry. So, what I want to know from you, Mr. Guest Experience, is what are we looking forward to in the next couple of seasons? Where where are we going from here? Because You know, the level of guests that we've had has been really interesting, but where do you see the future of Guest X? Um, And what kind of guests are we expecting to bring on? Yeah,
0: I think we've already kind of made a little bit of a shift. And I think we're going to see more of that, which is getting outside the industry, bringing in some big names from some big brands, hopefully, that can really talk about how you. Can succeed in these human-driven initiatives that re, that drive, I guess, guest experience. Um, what that looks like from the people side, you know, one, one of the questions I've got is, how do you build a guest customer culture, customer-first culture, in today's world of remote work? I think it would be really fascinating to talk to some of these larger companies that are having to make that transition where their business is still very much people, but their day-to-day in the office isn't. Because I tell you what, if if you thought building a guest or customer-first culture was hard before, post-COVID, as someone who's sitting in an empty office right now, Late on a Sunday, talking, talking to my co-host on a podcast, but it, it's got to be, it's getting really hard.
1: It is. I, I think the culture of people has changed quite a bit. The world has changed in the last 24, 36 months, uh, and and I think it's going to continue to change. I think we're seeing some massive shifts and uh, different aspects coming even out of COVID. If we can ever make it out of it, if if they somebody will let us out of this whole situation. I think there's a lot of complexity, so people are, um, people have changed quite a bit. And so the expectations, what, what they're arriving to, uh, workplaces changed, I think you're right. I, I think there's a big room for us to explore what are customers looking for? How do we deliver that? Uh, how do we keep our employees happy? And how do we keep things moving forward without making a massive shift in companies? Um, because what you don't want to do is change your company culture or your brand um, necessarily to have to adjust to just your employees' needs. Uh, you have to stay true to your company uh, and true to your guests.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's, a re- it's a really good point. And I think uh, you know, one of the things as we look to the vacation rental industry and the guest experience, we, we've asked quite a few of our guests, have we, are we getting better? Is it better than it was 24 months ago, 48 months ago, uh, 10 years ago? I, I go back to, I think it was, was, um, was maybe our very first interview was was Simon Lehman? He was because we did our, our very, first very, very first interview. was a mess! What a mess, well, right? what a I mean, mess have, that would have been.
1: Yeah, it uh. was. Look back at that episode now, and you say to yourself, "How did we even get through that first episode?" Um, I think we've improved quite a bit. I but, hope. so. Sorry. I
0: hope no, but 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 you know he he really. If you remember, I think he kind of hit a square between the eyes when I think he he at least suggested that maybe we haven't gotten a whole lot better um, and that the technology's just clouding and confusing everything, uh, that we need to return to basics, I think was a big point that he was making. I, I will say I agree with him from the standpoint that when I look across the landscape of guest experience today and vacation rentals, I think there's more solutions than there ever has been. I think the customer guest journey is more fragmented and has more friction than maybe it ever has been ever has, you know, book here, book direct. Um, once you book, I thought I was staying with uh, Verbo. No, Verbo's is not a property management company. Oh then who am I staying with? How do I get my lock codes? Oh you need an app. But then there's a tablet. You've got voice solutions. How do I find my activities? We've got there's just things don't talk to each other very well because we've developed new bespoke technology solutions for sometimes the smallest of problems in our industry and so we've raced to solve problems and while we may have, we've done it across five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different platforms that a property manager has. No wonder our guests are confused.
1: I think the guests are confused and the property managers are really confused. And part of the problem I think is, you know, property managers are willing to try certain things, um, but the functionality behind them isn't a hundred percent either. And so you, you buy yourself into something and then all of a sudden it just does a portion of what you're asking it to do. It's not fully integrated sometimes, uh, or it doesn't, you you just don't think about the synergies between that piece of software and other software that you needed to talk to. And so all of a sudden it starts to fall apart. Um, we've got through, you know, as a property manager now, it's been really interesting, um, to go through this process again, because we started with, a new software and then we needed to do a little bit more and integrate with something a little bit more. And then it started to fall apart because things just didn't talk to each other enough. And now we're having to manage multiple platforms at the exact same time, which essentially starts instead of simplifying life, it starts to complicate things quite a bit because you have to remember What did I do with the door locks? Did it go to the guest app? If it didn't go to the guest app, which house is it? How did I get it to the guest? And then the guest arrives at the house. They don't have the right. And (laughs) all of a sudden it just becomes this web of messes uh, until you get it to a place where everything does talk to each other. And and I think that that's just possibly fragmentation, Uh, new technologies coming into the space. And us just not understanding at what point should some of this technology really be released, so that it works for the PMs and does the job that it's really supposed to do.
0: So you th- you think you think we're seeing technology in our industry that's I think what I'm hearing you say is one being released too early,
1: like even maybe awesome. pre pre beta. Well, and it's not even that, the part, the part of the problem is it's not fully integrated. And so it's not pulling all of the data that you needed to pull um, to offer the full experience, or we're asking it to do just too much. Um, so we're going too deep into a problem and we're creating new problems that really shouldn't be there. Um, you know, door locks is it's a fairly simple solution. Pick a door lock, pick a software, and ask it to do its job. Now, we've taken it to a different extent, which is ask it to talk back to the software and other softwares in between to make it look prettier and and work prettier. But is that too much? Uh, Are are we complicating things just that extra, extra mile? And is it actually beneficial for us to do it rather than the guest just receiving a text message saying, hey, welcome to your house, here's your key code.
0: We've said that that a lot over the last 80 episodes. Go to the point at which you can do whatever that is really well. Don't do more than that poorly. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's a little bit of of your point. But I do, it would be interesting, and maybe as we look towards some of our future guests who Talk to some people who were maybe in the hotel industry as they were going through a large shift over to being truly, truly tech-driven, tech-enabled businesses. And it'd be interesting to know if their experience is similar to what the vacation rental industry is experiencing today of just a, I hate to say, a hodgepodge of technology, some of it really good, some of it not so much, uh, but that really across the board, all of which, to your point, doesn't talk to one another. And maybe that's just the normal evolution that our industry is going to have to go through. I, I talked to somebody the other day about how we start to solve this problem. And I do think, and I've mentioned this to you before, that one of the solutions is going to be some consolidation in the vendor space. We've, we've seen it in vacation rentals, but really are not seeing it at all. I can't think other than Inhabit IQ rolling up some, but they, they didn't really roll up companies. They left them all separate. So I, I can't think of a single large vendor acquisition by another vendor That's happened. Most of the vendors I know that have gotten acquired. Some of them were early on in COVID when one of the vendors wasn't going to make it. But I I think we're going to have to see some of the better, bigger players start to distance themselves and start acquiring the little pieces of tech, bring it under their tent, make it all talk to each other, and then bring it, you know, deliver it with a bow. Is, is one of the ways I, th- I think maybe we solve this problem.
1: I think you're right. I think uh, it would be the responsibility almost of some of, of the bigger technologies to come forward, do the consolidation, recognize which softwares. So, this is where it gets challenging, which is you have to be able to recognize which softwares really do add value to our property managers and do a full integration. And, um, really get extract the value out of those components so that when you do go out to market, you've got something that is simple to use, uh, pulls all of the data that you need, and then starts talking to all of the the different aspects of that uh, technology together rather than separately. Uh, And I think that that's always been a challenge, right? I mean, we've had property management softwares and I think that was the basics when we got started Part of the problem is each one of them speaks a completely different language. Each one of those softwares, you know, when you talk to even the new technologies, and when we went through it with Guestbook, the biggest challenge we had was on the back end. Our technologies just talk differently. People develop them differently. They call different aspects of it something a little bit different, so it's coded differently. And um, so when when we're looking at technology. Um, how do you ask some of these small vendors to produce good quality technology in the space that they're looking to develop and try to connect and support all of these other big technologies that are actually providing them their data that in itself is massively complicated
0: it is and that's going it. well yeah yeah we and but you're right um and it's something that other industries have figured out where they they agree on a common language. I thought in our industry, if I'm not mistaken, there have been some committees formed at some of the association levels. And I just think they've puttered out uh, again, because I think right now we're just still in this hyper development phase where companies can't afford to stop to build integrations to other companies because they've got limited amount of bandwidth with developers and everything else. And they there's this race to see almost who can, who can release the most features in a two-week sprint compared to everybody else. And if they stop for a little while and try to connect things, uh, they feel like they're going to fall behind. But you're right, we've got to get to a point where these – at least you can build a really good API and then just point it in the direction you need it. But effectively, at Explory, we have 28 different APIs, twenty-eight, and every single one of them is different. Every single one, first name, last name, last name, first name, hot tub, spa. It just, it is, you just, you can't chase it. You'll never, you'll never get there.
1: And so, to the property managers out there that think technology should just work, Matt, (laughs) that's uh, right. And it should just be that easy. It should. uh, Be on, you know, go and spend a week with one of your pieces of technology and have them explain to you the complications behind the scenes. It is incredibly difficult. And we tend to forget how quick we transfer data from one place to the next. I mean, you can get a door code over to your guest in, 30 seconds. And that's from putting a reservation to your system to transferring it to a new piece of technology into the hands of your guest. It's incredible. I mean, at the end of the day, what we've developed and what we've achieved in the last 10 years, uh, it's massive.
0: No, it is. It is. And again, uh, easier to come down this road, I think, because there have been th- yeah, the industries that have come before us, whether it's hotel or the broader travel market and and we talked just you know, talking about past guests we we talked to um some in the rv our rv industry and they are going to benefit from the lessons that vacation rentals are are learning it's the evolution and it will continue to speed up um but it is it's I think it's just hard to be in the middle of it, which is, I do feel like is, is where we are at right now. Um, And I think about what Jeff Katz is building and that is going to be stuff like what Jeff is doing is going to be critical to the vacation rental industry. I think he referred to it as the pipes because to your point, a lot of this tech and the struggles it has just is in the moving around and interpreting and understanding and processing data but when you get when you have all the pipes in place and you can pick and choose the different pipes that you need to to run your software man people are going to be able to develop some just incredible technology cuz that is that's all that's keeping them from doing it right now and jeff and his team over there they're starting to put that initial framework together so that will that'll be really cool. Um let's talk real quick as we start to wrap up here. Um in our industry, so we've talked a little about the tech. Um what else have we seen? We've seen Vacaso go public.
1: We have Sonder.
0: Sonder, did they, have they gone public yet or still yeah. prepare what's that? I
1: think they're preparing to go public. Preparing
0: to go. Yeah, so Sonder will be next. Yeah. Um, you've Steve seen
1: Steve milo has done some huge consolidation as well yep with his team, some serious cash uh being infused into his portfolio um i mean i trip don't leave them behind they've, no. they've grown their franchise incredibly um yeah some some great changes to the industry
0: yeah and i it'll be interesting um as these companies again ITRIP's a little different. We've talked about this, but still really want to see these larger property management companies, how they can operate across all of these markets. Can they keep up with the local, the really good local operators? Is our, is our business operationally that distinct from hotels that it truly builds more of a moat around the local operator or or is all this technology and and things that the the bigger boys are going to be able to develop will that will that allow them to build a bridge over that moat I, I can't wait to see that that's one of the biggest questions i still have about our industry is i know the tech's going to get there i don't know that i am not yet convinced that the tech is enough to be able to operate in 400 destinations?
1: I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know. Yeah. And if you talk to people like Mike Harrington, for example, or Alex Husner, I mean, they have some of the most successful vacation rental companies, yep. you know, in the industry. And yes, they've grown and and they're in multi destinations, but they're in very close proximity of each other. So they know their destination. They know what their guests are looking for. They're there. They are hyper local, even though They've gone through some of the acquisition side of it, but they they know what their market is and they've expanded those markets. Does that mean that their guest experience is going to be that much better because they know what to propose for their guests uh, versus somebody like a Picasa where they're fragmented uh, when it comes to destinations and they're very dependent on their operators to be able to perform the way they're asking them to do it? I have no clue.
0: It'll be it'll be fun to watch the next the next eighty episode. I don't think we'll get answers to all this in the next eighty episodes. Um, but uh, for our listeners, we are going to do we're going to do some fun conferences this year again, Brian. Right? We really liked I really liked the conferences. You get in front of a lot of people. I think when we were talking about our eighty episodes, I think fifty. No, no, no. Sorry, was it maybe thirty of them? Though we're done just across two. Um,
1: yeah, Vitor.
0: Yeah, Vitor and Focus Right. So you get a chance to talk to a lot of people, a lot of really smart people. Um, and there's some there's energy around those conferences. The, the, this year's good, the, the conferences are going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Focus Right is always going to be a highlight for everybody. And again, if you guys have an ascended focus, right, I think that's one for the books. At least try it once. Uh, you, you get surrounded by some incredible people. I think, you know, we met some people from Google there, um, some new concepts out of their their competitions, um, which were a lot of fun, really, really smart people putting some crazy yeah. stuff together. And some good
0: energy. The, the, the You got to love the energy of the entrepreneurs, right, who are just starting off and they don't they don't uh yeah they they haven't been uh, tainted yet to get negative on anything it just the world is their oyster so i love that that was a lot of fun
1: it's the grind yeah they love the grind
0: they do they do well yeah. hey but i tell you i to the next 80 it, it certainly has been a lot of fun and more more work than I I think I expected, and and that's saying that even though you've done most of the work, but but I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it because it really has been fascinating.
1: If anything, I, I agree with you 100. When we started this whole project, it really was something you know something fun for us to dive into. Potentially just meet a couple people, talk to them, see how it goes. The evolution of GuestX has been. Exponentially harder, um, a lot, just a ton more work. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, your team over at Explory. I think we've had some phenomenal people behind the scenes helping us out with, you know, the social media, putting together the company itself, um, the branding, getting us to the shows. Kelsey's not with us anymore. If anybody ever got to meet Kelsey. She took off because I think we worked her too hard. Yeah, we but, might have. You know, Kelsey was phenomenal, um, so a big shout out to her and and the team over at Explory. But you know, looking forward as well, Will Slickers. I mean, he is. Um, yeah, what
0: he's doing incredible is cool. Incredible brands,
1: yeah, yep. and and I think that the future of um, guest acts and hospitality FM is going to be significant. We're we're into some pretty cool projects with those guys and i think looking forward there's some really exciting stuff happening
0: can't wait can't wait to experience it well yeah. that is, thank you pal i uh, i look forward to our next episode and um you you are one of the best guests we've had in the last 80 episodes so thank you
1: um, i'm going to echo that exact same sentiment towards you
0: <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of guest acts be sure to sign up for our email list at guest XPodcast.com, that's guest the letter x podcast.com and follow us on your favorite podcast app so you do not miss our next episode we are brian amawi mr guest experience and matthew loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about